from Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regularly scheduled podcast episodes in order to give you a better picture of how the COVID-19 virus is impacting all parts of the alcohol beverages industry, as well as to provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm talking with Maggie Curry, Director of Marketing at Kendall Jackson. Maggie, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Adam. Great to be here. So first, you know, quick health check. How are you doing and how is everyone at Jackson Family and Kendall Jackson doing? I feel lucky to say that um, we have our health um, and, you know, our spirits. We're a feisty bunch here at Jackson Family Wines. Um, kind of, I like to always say we have this entrepreneurial spirit. So even though it's a pretty heavy world right now, um, from the company's perspective and from my own personal perspective, we're trying to, to keep that um, open camaraderie, grit, determination, our communication open. And um, in a way, you know, I think nothing will ever be the same in the way we approach business or even work together, but trying to keep a little bit of that glass half full look at um, the wine industry for sure. So I, I think, you know, right off the bat, you sort of say that things will probably never be the same. What, what are the biggest changes that you're seeing uh, from your side of the business now? I mean, obviously, we know off-premise is really the only way people are getting wine at this point. Um, yeah. But are there any other big behavioral shifts you've seen? And how have you adapted to sort of go after those behavioral shifts? So from I take it in two parts. Um, you know, I, I work when I was working before social distancing in a you know pretty corporate setting. And so there's both going to be a shift in the way I think people run their businesses. Um, and I think it's for the good, you know, I think, you know, we were more of a kind of button your seat type organization. Um, we have a bit of a sales kind of culture where, you know, it's all out of face to face. And, but so I could tell you just on my own level, I probably had done on two hands worth video kind of meetings before COVID-19. And then now I would say I have that amount each day. Uh, and I think so. I, I think, you know, the U.S. workforce is going to come out of this more well-rounded and in a way that they can adapt when it comes to both understanding remote work, but also in the way we interact, you know, face-to-face and remotely. So there's, there's that whole aspect. But then there's also the consumer side. Um, and if you're a fan of wine, I think always face-to-face is better when it comes to interacting with winemakers and, you know, tasting room sales associates and uh, even our sales folks going direct and, you know, tasting room wines with people. It's such a social interactive product. But through this, um, we're having to adapt. And that, that's coming in the form of, you know, virtual tastings with our winemaker, you know, weekly to working with platforms such as wine.com to offer these virtual tastings to their consumers to um, we're doing um, tomorrow or actually today this afternoon a virtual cooking class with one of our chefs on zoom which so so people can actually hold up their you know their gnocchi that they're working with our chef or one of our Kendall Jackson chefs and they can interact back and forth you know giving them coaching tips so um Though face to face is probably the best when it comes mm-hmm. to wine, I think we're going to come out of this um, with more of a, a a holistic, full full three hundred and sixty approach to the way we interact with consumers. So, you know, again, yeah, nothing will be the same. Right. So then, and in terms of the way that you have 
shifted your strategy. Obviously, um, you know, off-premise was probably always a big part of your business, but how has that moved in terms of the way you're dealing with, um, you know, marketing at the off-premise level and also still not forgetting somewhat of the importance of on-premise, right? So, so are there things that you've, you've done as well to sort of still think about on-premise for when it comes back? Yeah. So not unlike the trends that you're seeing, um, I think I saw some Nielsen numbers out there recently where groceries upwards of 60% versus prior year um, on that scanner data. Um, and then you're seeing that drop off the cliff with restaurants, hotels, airlines, mm-hmm. um, all that. So from our manpower perspective, we've done a pretty rapid shift to all hands on deck when it comes to retail and really focusing our efforts even on the delivery e-commerce channels, um, Drizzly, Instacart, et cetera. So really it's been like this uh, adaptation strategy shift when it comes to our manpower. And then on the the marketing side, um, you know, Kendall Jackson's often considered America's, you know, favorite. We've been the number one Chardonnay for 28 years running here. So heavy, heavy, um, distribution and grocery. And, you know, normally we would have messaging and grocery with point of sale, but we've pulled that all back and re redeployed kind of those investments to the, um, to the digital shelf really, because, you know, we don't want our employees nor do the stores want our employees lingering and putting up point of sale to share our message there that really it's get in, get out as quickly as you can make sure the wine is there. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's been a strategy shift. So moving more into the digital digital space on our social channels, but also through um, you know the digital shelf as well. And I know you had Corey, yeah, you had Corey on from Drizzly, and you know the increases there that they're seeing. We're also making sure we're we're definitely um, seeing on. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Um, I mean, I think we've we've seen this across our own platform in terms of the amount of people coming to look for wine recommendations, uh, recipes, et cetera, and then you know following links out to to buy. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing how that shift has happened so rapidly. Um, which uh, is just I think going to be really interesting to see you know if it lasts indefinitely, right? Like how how will will we see a huge amount of people who had never um, bought wine online before mm-hmm. now sort of shift their, you know, practice and be like, oh, you know what? I, I never realized that it was so easy to buy wine online. I'm going to buy wine online all the time now, or I'm going to buy through Drizzly all the time. I'm, I know Drizzly and wine.com hope so. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering like if you think that's going to happen. I think it will. So that would be another part that I didn't mention off the top there would be, I think the channels for for alcohol are going to shift forever after COVID-19. Um, and it's, it goes exactly to what you just mentioned that there's, unfortunately it was this rapid adaptation for people to find these new channels. Um, but now I think the ease is there. And, um, so brick and mortar won't be the only option anymore. And I, I think for the industry, for the wine industry, I think this could, could be a positive. It's just another opening, another channel to reach, reach customers, you know, that want to get their wines. I know I, from my own personal perspective, I've done, you know, the wine delivery at home. Um, and then also just even when it comes to supporting restaurants, I don't think if you, if you work in wine, there's this heavy correlation between a love of wine and the love of food. And um, I almost have a finger cramp from using my grocery or my on-premise delivery apps. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, I'm glad your, your grocery app is working because they are definitely not working here in New York. 
no one is getting any delivery, but. That's got to be rough. Um, yeah, <laughs> from a California perspective, that's still an option. There's a delay, and I, I think you, you there isn't the immediate kind of reward. But within the small city where I live, um, the on-premise delivery is still working. So are you in Napa? Uh, I'm in Healdsburg. And so what is it like there in terms of uh, actually the production right now um, mm-hmm. as as the, the most popular Chardonnay brand? in the country, you know, you have to make a lot of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're not anywhere near harvest, right? We're just, we're just right at bud break, but there's mm-hmm. still a lot that has to happen in the vineyards for you guys to make sure that you're able to meet supply. Mm-hmm. I mean, to meet demand with supply down the road, right? So what is happening um, in the vineyards now? What is happening on that level in terms of production? What are you guys thinking about in case this does last even longer than the next few weeks and goes into the next few months? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Healdsburg is a little, it's a heavy food and wine town, but, you know, heavy agriculture. So it was interesting, you know, when I do make my way out of the house my once a week or so to go get uh, groceries, um, you, you do still see the, the vineyard workers and the winery workers. That still is business as usual, except honoring social distancing, right? So um, there's been a shift there, but, you know, the buds are out, Um yeah, I spoke with some of uh, my friends at work in the vineyards, you know, they're, they're, you know, complaining because the frost protection went on, you know, the night before, but, you know, you still have to protect those delicate little buds. And it's, there's been some frosty mornings here. There's been some snow on the mountains, um, you know, in the surrounding area. So, um, you, you know, you still have to protect the, the grape harvest and the wines still need to be um, made in the, in the cellars. So that's, that does continue along with, um, our sales and distribution teams. Very interesting. So, I mean, this has been really fascinating. I, I love that you guys have adapted so quickly um, and that you sort of have found these really unique things to do. The cooking class sounds super interesting. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to, to see sort of who's taking part in that and, and how. Um, I definitely know that on our end, we're seeing a lot of people who are looking towards guides and uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future. Is there anything that we, um, these are meant to be very quick interviews. Is there anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to make sure you said, or that I didn't ask? No, I just, I, I don't know. I think that there's a shining moment for wine specifically. And, and I know alcohol in general is seeing this, but, um, for me in working on Kendall Jackson, which, um, has often been seen as, I guess, America's favorite, there's a bit of a, a flea of safety. I think during these times, if you're in and out mm-hmm. of that grocery store, really quick. And I, I think, you know, wine is having a bit of a, a moment, even in these heavy times, because um, I think what we see a lot is the word home and in the home where, where they see our brand specifically. And, you know, so I almost get this heartwarming feeling a bit that, you know, we're, our wine is in these homes of, of America, you know, people across America making their way and dealing with, you know, homeschooling working from home and or or not working and um but still you know these families are sitting around a table enjoying wine which is the way it should be so there's there's that i think i think it's playing an important role amazing well maggie thank you so much for taking time out of what i'm sure is extremely busy time for you um to chat with me and um yeah i look forward to chatting sometime in the future once we are all through this yes thank you adam Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, 
please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vinepair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Vinepair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the Vinepair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.